Welcome to the Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. Welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to be talking about the kingdom of God, and we're going to be talking about the people that are going to be going to heaven or hell in the next few years because they took the vaccination. (laughs) That seems to be a lot of people because more and more evidence is coming in and piling up that the vaccination is not a good idea, that it's really a bad idea. And a lot of people are resisting it because of the fact that the government is telling people that they have to get it. And Americans, by their nature, don't like being told they have to do anything. That's kind of how we got here to begin with. There was a lot of people over there in Europe that wanted to tell us we had to do this and we had to do that and we shouldn't do it. And uh, we didn't want to do it because they told us, you know, I was in doubt until you told me I had to do it. And then you said I don't have to do it. Or at least that's what I feel. I don't have to do it. So anyway... On the numerous scientists page, we start off with a section, uh, many top scientists, and uh, they've been doing studies, and and the first one I communicated directly with was Dr. Suzuki. I should probably have him up in the top of the page, but I have him down the number five doctor on the page. And um, if we examine his study at the Georgetown University, and he didn't do it alone, there were other doctors involved in it, uh, international team of doctors. And uh, the study that he did was on cell signaling in human host cells, and he was examining COVID patients. This was, and he did just countless autopsies and tissue samples, and took uh, tissues and exposed them to the spike virus. And uh, in this article, we note that human host cells sensitively respond to the spike protein to elicit cell signaling. Thus, it is important to be aware that the spike protein produced by the new COVID-19 vaccine may also affect host cells. We should monitor the long-term consequences of these vaccines carefully and especially when they are administered to otherwise healthy individuals. Further investigation on the effects of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein on human cells and appropriate experimental animal models are warranted. Yeah, they they insisted on it, and it was uh, Sergei uh, Gaika and uh, Yokiro uh, Suzuki who were putting together this study. And I've read this study. I actually found found a typo in it. Got a hold of them. And he admitted that that was a typo. <laughs> so that's how thoroughly I studied his his uh, his uh, studies and what went on in his studies. And he has a lot more data than even I could go through because he did so many autopsies. There's been 16,000 deaths reported on bears, yet there hasn't been 16,000 autopsies, which there should have been. When people go to the trouble of filling out this 30-page form required by law through the VAERS governmental program. And they say that they believe somebody died from a medical treatment, specifically this uh, chemical product that is injected into people. If there were 16,000 reported deaths, there should be 16,000 autopsies. There are not. There's not 6,000. Uh, 6, There's not 600 autopsies except for some of the autopsies that were demanded by family members. Because you want to find out what's causing these deaths. Well, Dr. Hoff, who I just added to this page, believes that he has found out one major event that seems to be taking place in 62% of the people that get these vaccines and I explain in the section of, of Dr. Hoff that 
that this 62% that are showing these micro clottings that won't show up. This is not the big clottings that you see where people have blood clots all over their skin and, and their hands and their, sometimes their eyes and face and tongue. Uh, th that's rare. That severe, well, it's rare right now. But this is an ongoing process. Your body, it is estimated by some doctors, including Dr. Hoff, that as uh, over 50% of the trillions of micro uh, products that they introduce into your body in the vaccination, that because these what they're injecting in you is in the numbers of trillions, are uh, that 75 from 50 to 75% of them are leaving the vaccinated site and circulating throughout the body. They said that they wouldn't. That they would stay in the muscle tissue. And some do stay in the muscle tissue and are replicated there. But some of these travel throughout the body. And they get stuck in the capillaries of the body. And this getting stuck in the capillaries of the body may increase. Because as two processes that are involved in this increase. One is the spike protein itself may stick into the wall the smooth walls that should be smooth in the capillaries of your body. And this is something that Dr. Bhakti said was likely to happen way back that Dr. Suzuki was suspecting way back that the spike protein by itself without even the RNA attached to it would get stuck in smooth wall tissues that should remain smooth. And in capillaries, sometimes there's only enough room for one cell to go down a capillary at a time. Suddenly, those capillaries are getting clogged by spike proteins. You know, if you get one log jammed up in a river, then another log will catch on that, and another one, and another one, before you have this log jam, and we call that a micro blood clot. It may only consist of 20 or 30 uh, blood cells, so it's not going to show up. Except for the fact that it's going to damage that tissue. It's going to damage that capillary. Now, capillaries will reroute themselves, but there's only so much of that. And then you start getting scar tissue because you do have a clot there. And that clot will catch other debris. And this may grow and grow and grow. You, I could imagine, I can only imagine because I, I, I don't know, but I have seen things. That uh, you could have in a year, or maybe less, but in a year or two or three, you may have millions of people suffering tissue damage. If they don't die right out, I mean, if, if they get hypertension or heart failure, they may die right out. Others may not. They may live for quite a while, and the tissue damage is in, in other tissues, other muscles tissues, uh, other parts of your body, other, uh, you know, any place that gets blood flow may start to be damaged and the tissues start to die and turn black and deteriorate. And so that these people are walking around. And, and I, I had this premonition to begin with and I kept hearing this echoing of a line from a movie way back in my childhood, Treasure Island, when Long John Silver says, them that die will be the lucky ones. And of course, that may actually come true. The, the ones who die early and quickly from hypertension and some of these other diseases that are, accompany this hypertension and, and kidney failure, and etc. They may be the lucky ones because the others will die a much more painful and, and long and prolonged death. But that's just one problem with the shot. The other problem is it doesn't make you immune to the disease. They admit it. They say it. Now, news people will say, or even the President of the United States, or the guy who's sitting up there saying he's the President of the United States, uh, somebody named Biden, Joe Biden, he says that if you get the shot, you won't get sick. If you get the shot, you won't be spreading it. Well, that's simply not true. The fact is, is that you get the shot and it's only, they only believe that it will give you 
immunity to severe symptoms. And it, it could very well give you immunity to severe symptoms at first. But they're finding, and we linked to articles showing that some people are getting 251% higher viral load. Oh, excuse me, I said 250%. I think it's 250 times the viral load as somebody who normally gets the flu. Well, two things are taking place there. The viral load means that you can give it to somebody else. You're, you're hundreds of times more likely to give it to somebody else than somebody who just gets the flu simply because you carry a higher viral load. This is what the study showed. Now, is the study accurate or not? Well, let's argue about the study, but you can't argue about the fact that that's what the study says because that's what the study says and we link to the study so you can see. So, a person who gets the shot is more likely because of the viral load he is able to carry, he's more likely to spread that to somebody else. And because he is protected, at least at first, from severe symptoms, he's more likely to be traveling amongst the public rather than staying home sick in bed because he doesn't get the severe symptoms. So he's more, but yet still gets a high viral load. Many of the people who didn't get much symptoms, they said were like, not likely to spread it because they did not have high viral loads. That's why they didn't get a lot of symptoms is because they were becoming immune so quickly they didn't produce so much of the virus. Now, many of these people say, oh, you can't get sick from a virus and viruses, you can't prove they exist. We, we see viruses. Viruses are exosomes. And, of course, any exosome is not a virus. Only exosomes that produce a toxic effect. They only produce a toxic effect because your immune system starts shutting off cells that are producing viruses with foreign RNA in them. And when you have this cytokine reaction in your body, which we know you have, from you can get a cytokine reaction from a chemical. I know guys that you could hold up a spoonful of peanut butter behind him and he would start to break out in hives because his body detects the presence of the peanut butter and begins to react to it. He doesn't even know that you're holding the peanut butter behind him. That's the thing we used to think was funny in the seminary. We were kids and under a lot of pressure. <laughs> so we did stupid things. But I was shocked when somebody did it and the guy was in front of me and you could see the hive blotches breaking out on his neck and they were holding the peanut butter, you know, a foot away from him. So your body does react to the presence of certain chemicals and maybe to certain viruses and to certain bacteria. I mean, nobody dies of the lockjaw uh, tetanus. Nobody dies of that. They die of the symptoms and the symptoms are produced by toxins that are produced by the the tetanus and uh, also your reaction to the tetanus. Uh, it's not the tetanus that usually kills you. It's the reaction in your body, which causes lockjaw, what, the, what we used to call lockjaw. Now they just call it tetanus. But uh, there's several other things that can happen in your body. Your body will generate things to fight not only chemicals, but viral agents from foreign animals that but only when those viral agents get into your cells and your cells start to replicate it now why do they replicate the coronavirus well coronaviruses have been getting in for a long time and one of the things about coronaviruses is that they have a certain similarity to those cell signaling devices that are already in your body and so your body, if it doesn't have a strong immune system, they might start replicating it. Once your T-cells recognize this, your T-cells will do things in your system to stop them. And it does quite a few different things. One of the things I heard a report today, I haven't verified it, I haven't read the studies, but they're saying that it decreases the amount of white blood cells that your body is producing when you're exposed to the coronavirus injection. And that might be true. I don't know. I wouldn't want to say it. I'm, and of course, if I was saying this on Facebook, I would be censored. And this is why I'm taking a little bit of time to go over some of this page because Facebook is already censoring me. I tried to share, share an article 
that actually I think we'll have under the Hoff uh, section of numerous scientists page. And uh, I will also put up a video eventually. I don't have it up there yet, so don't go looking for it. But I have a video where Dr. Hoff is talking. He has a pretty, in a matter of a few minutes, he gives a pretty good explanation of what he's concerned about, which is these micro blood clots, which are creating all kinds of other symptoms. Because if you have a micro blood clot in certain areas, it could generate other things like Bell palsy, etc., because you're talking about creating uh, a clot, which may create inflammation, and inflammation may cause pressure, which may cut off the nervous system, etc., etc. And then when you have this inflammation, you may draw bacteria, which may bring uh, an infection to an area. So there's lots of different things that can go on. Your body can handle all this, but this vaccination may start killing people. Can I prove it? Well... There are plenty of doctors say it's killing people already. The VAERS reports are saying it's killing people already. Dr. Michael Eden, who used to work for Pfizer, was the, not just worked for him. He wasn't just an employee down there sweeping up somewhere. He was the chief science officer uh, at Pfizer and a vice president of Pfizer. And uh, he says don't get the shot. Japanese study talks about the SARS-CoV-2 Delta variant is poised to acquire complete resistance to wild-type spike vaccines. Well, in the if you read the entire, which I linked to, the entire study, if you want to read that, most of you need a little bit of science background in order to read that and understand all of it, but we link to it so you can go firsthand rather than somebody's opinion. We go right to the study itself, and they mention enhancement over 90 times in the preliminary part of the study. Not even all the notes and, and other charts and stuff like that that you can also read that they're linked to in their uh, abstracts, etc. They never say ADE, but they certainly say enhancement quite a few times. And they say it is necessary to develop vaccines that protect against such complete breakthrough variants. A breakthrough variant is vaccine failure. So we have a link to the Japanese study there on that page. So you can go look at it for those of you. I just heard that a relative of mine wants to get the shot because they want to go to Hawaii. And uh, they think they have to get the shot before they'll let them fly to Hawaii. No, you don't have to get the shot before you fly to Hawaii. You don't need to fly to Hawaii. You need to live longer than three years. So anyway, we have links to Dr. Geert Vandenbosch, who explains a lot of what he sees going on. Because now he's a, he's not just a vet. He is a scientist studying veterinary medicine. He, he's a prize-winning scientist, and he knows what he's talking about. He's one of these super geniuses who can put and juggle more than one thought in the air at the same time. And if you did animal studies, you'd want him on the animal studies because he knows how to understand the physical processes that go on in animals. And he sees this going on. In humans, and he ex describes in a number of videos and number of papers that he's writing. He's writing more papers that you do not want to get this shot. That is, there are some serious, dangerous side effects. Doctor Malone, he's the second one I have listed there now, and Doctor Malone is the pioneer of mRNA, and he's saying don't get this shot. He's saying that all the variants are coming from those people who do get this shot, and the variants can become a lot more than Delta variants. But again, back down to the Japanese study, which I list number nine, they're saying that we're seeing a complete collapse to these variants and wild type virus type vaccines. And in the Japanese study, we're also seeing that the, the breakdown where you have immunity to serious symptoms at first but it drops from 95 to 80 to 80 to 65 to 65 to 55, 55 down into the 30s. Last study I've seen, which was in Israel, which we also mentioned in 
and the, these different doctors. Dr. Jessica Rose is a different kind of doctor altogether. She's she's another one of these brilliant scientists, uh, but she's a PhD, MSc, BSc. Uh, she's uh, ana- ana- analyzes the Bears report. She's Canadian. She's also a dang good surfer. <laughs> she's just she's one of these super achievers. These are the people you want to be listening to, but these are not the people the media is going to take you to and listen to. She shows that the COVID shots are likely the cause of deaths, spontaneous abortions, cardiovascular, neurological, and immunological adverse events. The analysis suggests that the vaccines are likely the cause of reported deaths, spontaneous abortions, and anaphylactic reactions in addition to the cardiovascular, neurological, and immunological AE. Antibody enhancement. Based on the precautionary principle, since there is currently no precedent for uh, predictability with regards to the long-term effects of the mRNA, and we're talking just three years. Long-term could be five years, ten years. From mRNA injections, extreme care should be taken when making a decision to participate in the experiment. That's you, whether you want to go to Hawaii or not. mRNA platforms are new to the humans with regard to mass injection programs in the context of viruses. There is currently no way to predict potential detrimental outcomes with regards to SAE occurrences in the long term. Also, with regards to the short-term analysis, this data is limited based on reporting that likely significantly underestimates actual events. I have links there to the sources of Dr. Jessica Rose. And uh, her studies, and I have more quotes. The work summarizes the VAERS data. But she's saying that she can see in this VAERS data that a uh, antibody-dependent enhancement is taking place. We're seeing antibody enhancement. We're seeing, you know, uh, this globally by the way in which these things are taking. And I have links to uh, YouTube, BitChute, if that's taken down, uh, Brighteon videos so you can see for yourself and listen to what she has to say and become educated and know what's going on. (laughs) That this is not just, you know, she reveals shocking 1,000% increase in vaccine deaths during FDA vaccine hearings. (laughs) 1,000% increase. If you had a tiny fraction of the deaths that we're seeing reported through the VAERS, which is not just anybody can fill out a VAERS. Anybody who says that they're, they're lying to you or they're idiots or fools or all three of the above. Because it's a 30-page document that requires intimate knowledge of the case of the individual to be filed. And you can go find these files. We have links there to, you know, people who examine the data at VAERS and put it up into a reasonable form. But it also links to the actual individuals that you can go, you know, that, you know, you can't read their actual case history by name because that's protected. But you can also see why isn't the CDC and FDA out there examining these reports of sudden death? And the reports of people like uh, uh, Zukarat Bhakti, which we have a video interview by him. Now, this, these, these are top scientists. Microbiology, the most cited microbiologist in Germany. In academic history of Germany. And he says, I warn you, you are going to go to your doom. That's quote, unquote. He's talking about a decimation of the world population because of the injection. And he brings up and tries to explain 
this guy, he was actually educated all over the world. He was, he's originally from Thailand, but he lives in Germany. But he was educated at Georgetown University. His parents were in the uh, ambassador uh, programs, I think, from Thailand, and so the, he lives lived all over. But he is the most cited microbiologist in the history of Germany. And he said, don't take this shot. <laughs> so, I mean, the vaccines are here, and they are being given in mass, yet we don't know if they work, how well they work, or what they do. We are now witnessing large-scale experiments on humans. This is absolutely irresponsible, especially since there was reason for caution from the beginning. Like Dr. Suzuki was saying before the vaccine even came out, when he had done all these autopsies of people who were exposed to the COVID uh, flu virus. The potential dangers from the packaging were already known. Physicians who do not alert those willing to be vaccinated to the risk that uh, vaccinations could make the disease worse and not better are in violation of their duty to inform. They not only have a medical duty to inform. In the United States, they have a legal duty to inform. And if you go to our page, Refuse... Uh, I wonder if they link to it on this page. I'm sure I do somewhere. But we give you the statutes where they have to inform you. And we also give you the... Yeah, I have numerous links to... Just look for Refuse at Preparing You. And you can see. You have the right to refuse this. And some of you are actually thinking about... Because <laughs> you want to make a trip to... Where, where was the one people... They wanted to go to... Bermuda or someplace somewhere in the Caribbean, you may never come back. After you fly, you may see the, those clots increase. So anyway, so I got Dr. Malone, I got Dr. Bhakti, I've got Dr. Rose, uh, and Dr. Luke Montagnier. And I put him a little farther down because what he says is more extreme, but he is 2008 Nobel Prize uh, winner, recipient. In virology. He's a French doctor. Some people say, oh, you, you don't understand because he speaks in French. He speaks English too. And I've listened to his interviews in English as well. And he's saying in two to three years, everybody gets this vaccination, will be dead or dying. And he says that in English. And I don't go in on a lot, but he is still, he is doing study in his own lab right now as we speak. And he will be coming out more and more. And he says the history books will show that because it is the vaccination that is creating the variants. Yeah. So he says it. Dr. Malone says it. Other doctors are saying the same thing. You just have to figure it. Now I talked and I've got Dr. Dan Stock in here. And he's got lots of videos and many of his have been canceled off of YouTube. Uh, but I put it in here for information purposes. And I think he's right about a lot of the things he says. Some of the studies are better than others. But I include them there. I put a lot of them down in the footnotes. So you can go down in the footnotes and get these. But he's talking that the Delta variant became completely resistant to the anti-NTD neutralizing antibodies in the BNT's 162B2 immune serum by acquiring mutations. Okay, what does that mean? Okay, he knows what it means. Some others who study these things know what it means, but I put it here for those of you who want to do further research. And like I say, you go down the footnotes, you can do that. But he gets into this pretty deep. He's he's another one of these geniuses that can hold all these ideas in his head at one time. Now, Dr. Yeadon, you know, he talks about the... Uh, Senesitin, uh one and the uh, and he works along with Dr. Wolfgang Woodarg, who are, these are chief scientists and top scientists in the world, and they've petitioned the World Court and everything else, and uh, worried about uh, sterilizing young girls and women uh, so that they can never have children again. But they were 
Now, he's done a lot of stuff since I put this information online. And he is still doing more. I mean, he's basically retired. He is not an anti-vaxxer. He's been in the business. He's pro-vaccine. But he's not pro these jabs. And there's lots of reasons. And there's you can go look up more stuff. But everybody's being censored. And so you're not going to get these things. But he was the one where he talks about a whiff of evil. And so I put a little section in on that. But uh, I'm telling you more that where the evil's coming from. And I've got a lot more articles I'm not linking to him because I'm still building on these articles. I mean, this the, the conspiracy to get everybody to take this shot is, goes all the way to the Pope himself. I mean, priests are being canceled. They're being kicked out. Not being supported anymore by their bishops because they won't get the shot. It, it's insane. I just got off the phone just seconds before the show came on and people are saying they're just shocked at the insanity, the vehemence at which people, you know, badger you to get this shot as if this is somehow your savior. They'll be burning us at the stake next. I also mentioned Dr. Stephen Key, uh, who is another one of these just brilliant scientists. He's just a brilliant man. Um, he concludes that 99.8% likely, this is a while back he concluded this, and was publishing stuff on it, and I had uh, audios and videos that were connected to what he was saying, but he knew that he could be canceled by even coming out with this at that particular time. Now we know it that this probably originated in a lab, but he deduced it using all kinds of evidence that it was 99.8% likely that SARS-CoV-2 came from a laboratory. The question that I'm not going to go into, don't have time, the program is clicking right along and i got a lot more to go through here, but it's all here in the page, is that uh, the paper published by Stephen Key, MD, PhD, uh, in the last days of January of 2021, so this was a while back, Bayesian analysis concluded beyond a reasonable doubt that SARS-CoV-2 is not a natural zoonosis, but instead a laboratory-derived creation. So, the question is, why did they take that particular agent and graft it into the virus? That particular spike protein, which you heard me mention, Yadin referred to it, by a particular name. Well, you know, I can't even tell you all the stuff that's going on and uh, and why I mention this uh, stuff. You you won't you wouldn't believe it, but I have to warn you that this is crazy. People think that vaccines are our savior, that they will make you safe, and this has been you know, kind of a sales pitch that's been going on for a long time. Dr. Jonas Salk, who supposedly cured polio with the vaccination, says, and and most people don't realize this, that, you know, uh, his testimony in 1977, uh, in, in front of the Congress itself, he was saying that, no, no, most of the cases of polio since 1961, uh, were caused by the polio vaccination. No, polio was disappearing before they came out with the vaccination. Why was it disappearing? We know now why it was disappearing. We did not know at that time. Scientifically did not know. Some people knew. But we know now that 95% of the people who got polio infection Never showed any symptoms at all. The higher rate of asymptomatic cases, the quicker you are going to get to actual immunity. Group immunity. Community immunity. Because of the fact that, you know, everybody who got it that didn't show any symptom, they became immune to polio. Naturally. Most of the cases of polio that are now showing up in places like Syria and Uganda and everything, this is based on CDC data, which we link to in the article. They're coming from the vaccine. 
It's not coming from the wild virus. And we can tell that now because they can actually genetically test what polio you have. Now, polio is different than a regular viral infection. You know, it's, uh, most of the people who got polio suffered no, where we knew they got polio, where we knew they did show symptoms. Most of those symptoms disappeared. Most of the people got better. But if you emphasize the really sick people, and of course, one of the periods of time where we had the most sick people from polio, they got it from the vaccine. They were vaccinated people. They don't tell you that because that's not they, that's not popular. But anyway, I had to include Dr. Salk and, and, and links to the congressional record so you can read it for yourself. No, polio was not cured by vaccines. That's a total sales pitch delusion. And if you read the facts, you know that's not the case. They were not cured by Vaccines don't cure anything anyway. They, the best they can do is stimulate your immune system so that you cure it. But anyway, so anyway, then I include Dr. Charles Hoff. And like, he's not talking about antibody dependent enhancement. He's not talking about a collapse of the immune system. He's not talking about anaphylactic shock, all, all these other things that may cause millions and millions of deaths before they're done. He's talking about some other danger, which is these micro blood clots. These micro blood clots will occur in people that are have high viral loads but are not killed by the virus. And they will have this high viral load, which will create these thin little hairs and spikes that will stick into the cells and cause tissue damage and and tissues will become black and start to die. A little bit at first. You'll see little marks. You know, and uh, and there may be pain with it sometimes, not pain with it on other times. But uh, they may have a system where they don't just immediately die from pulmonary artery hypertension. But uh, they die more slowly with micro blood clots. They continue to increase. And they will be giving off the spike protein. People might not, you don't need to get the virus to inhale spike protein it may get so bad that you want to keep you know, people are going out getting the vaccine so that they don't spread it to their children well the fact is you go out and get the vaccine you may be spreading it to your children that's right you may be spreading it to your children but it's just slow a slower death a longer term death and uh like I say, 62% of the people get the vaccination. They're showing these micro micro uh, blood clotting, which you can only see. You're not going to see it on your skin. It's micro. That's why they call it micro. But if you do a D-dimer test, you can tell if you're having it. And it, it's not going to be severe at first, which means that more and more people will get vaccinated before it really starts showing up, which is why they're pushing so hard to get everybody vaccinated now. Going to absolute extremes, forcing everybody or most everybody in the military to get the shot. Supposedly, people at Pfizer and maybe even at Moderna are immune to having to get the shot. People in, Certain people in government are immune to having to get the shot. My, I have a son who works in the road department, and he has. They have accepted his exemption, but only till February 18th. He runs snowplows, or he runs the crews that run snowplow. Everybody on his crew, they were exempted because most of them were refusing to get it. So they bought some time till February 18th. They may extend that. I figured. I just was teasing somebody. They may have extended that till. Uh, April 19th. <laughs> April 19th, if you look that up, a day in history, Titanic sunk, uh, uh, buildings were blown up, uh, all kinds of bad things have happened on April 19th. And the lady I was talking to, she was born on April 19th. So <laughs> At which time they may collapse the economy. I don't know when they're going to collapse the economy. I know it's inevitable that they will collapse. It would collapse on its own, but they could prop it up for a period of time. This trillions and trillions of dollars in spending is is going to be devastating to the economy. 
But anyway, I wrote in here a section of with Dr. Hoff, and you can go read it, and I will add to it as soon as I can. We have a gathering here uh, right after the show is over, so I, I'm going to go attending to that. I mean, I just go, go, go all the time because the laborers are few, <laughs> but the work is immense. So anyway, I also included Oxford Clinical Research Study. It was a terrible, terrible study, but you can learn stuff from it anyway. I explain in places why I thought it was a terrible study. But uh, it did come out with some information that if you put it together correctly, you will start to see uh, problems with this decline. We were seeing evidence early on with this decline of immunity to severe symptoms was evident in the Oxford study. Even though the way in which they took a lot of the data was poorly done, it still would, some of the, that uh, poorness in the way that they were taking the data will, doesn't affect what we're seeing is this decline in effectiveness against severe symptoms. And, uh, but I also incorporated, according to an article by Dr. Peter uh, McCullough, another one of these geniuses that were able to, not only a genius, but a courageous genius. I think Dr. Key is a super genius, but I think he should have got together with other doctors and made a little bit more noise. I don't know. He may have, and I just didn't see it. I found Dr. Key on my own, and uh, but I also understand this uh, blocking out. These Ioannidis, uh, Key, Bhakti, all these guys should get together and make a little bit more noise, and the people should be backing them. But the people are a scattered flock. And we talked about that in our study on Nahum, that you are a scattered flock. And all the minor prophets are telling you are a scattered flock. And you're a scattered flock because you haven't been doing what Christ said from the beginning. And your churches haven't even been telling you what it is that you were required to do by Christ. What If they are true ministers of Christ, they are required to do. And which we have been trying to get you to do for quite some time. I don't know how well all this is being recorded because I'm using the wrong mic. But uh, let's see. Let's take a look at what the recording is doing. I don't even know if it's recording. (laughs) Yeah, it's still running. Okay, anyway, but I can see that I got real low levels of sound. But hopefully it's it's collecting this and we'll get this out. So if it's poor sound, you'll just have to forgive me. I get by with the equipment that we purchase uh, as best I can. And we'll see how it turns out. So I'm I'm shouting really loud into the phone because I have to depend on the mic on the computer to pick up my sound. So anyway, I'll try to clean it up. But anyway, back to uh, the study. And the Oxford study did show us a number of things. And, uh, and then I include Dr. Peter McCullough, which I think I've got him up in the top. Do I have him up in the top? Where he's got his own, I should, because he's really got a lot of information here. I don't have a section on him. But there's there's countless doctors and scientists whose material I have read and looked at and could link to. But this should be enough so that no one is stupid enough to get this shot so that they can go to Hawaii or Taiwan or... Um, the Philippines or where was the other place? I think it was some down in the Caribbean. They wanted to do this. But people will make the decisions that they make. But this is this is serious, folks. This is life and death decisions. So anyway, so I did cover the Oxford study on this page. I have several footnotes and links to the Oxford study. And But there's also the Cleveland study, which was showing the same type of breakdown and enhancement. After a lengthy study, the study was 52,238 people included uh, in their study. That's a lot of people in their study. And individuals who have had SARS-CoV-2 infection are unlikely to benefit from COVID-19 vaccinations and vaccines can be safely prioritized to those who have not been infected before. So they're saying if you've had this, you should not get the vaccine. Uh, now, they're based, these are pro-vaccine people, but if you read through the study and you find out a prior study 
concluded that natural infection cannot be relied on to protect against COVID-19. That study was based on a comparison of PCR positives rates during a second COVID-19 surge in Denmark between those who tested positive and negative during the first COVID-19 surge and indirectly calculated that prior infection provided 80.5% protection against repeat infection and that protection against those older than 65 was only 47%. The study did not compare vaccinated and unvaccinated people and it is therefore an assumption to consider that a vaccine would have provided better protection in that particular population. Furthermore, there was a gap of only seven weeks between the end of the first surge and the beginning of the second in that study. And they go on, and I'm not going to read the whole thing because I don't have enough time, but it is there. The point is, is what happens is they do a bad study or they have some data that comes out of a bad study that is really inaccurate. And the media will jump on that and quote it and quote it and quote it. And it's not even a peer-reviewed study. The one Oxford study will probably never get peer-reviewed because of the way in which they collected samples. It was just not scientific. But it did give us a broad spectrum because they, with limited funds, they got lots and lots of samples. They weren't necessarily good samples, but we definitely see a trend taking place in, in what those samples, and we can learn from it. But they, they, what they picked, well, one of the things in the study is that the people who were vaccinated were tested at a different rate. The PCR tests were tested at a different rate than the people that were unvaccinated. And they did this because they assumed that the people that were vaccinated, they said it had to do with calibration, but the people that were vaccinated would be harder to detect if they got the COVID again. Well, that's crazy. You're going to get skewed numbers. You should not use those numbers to determine whether the unvaccinated or vaccinated are more likely to get sick. What They did one at 37 and they did the other at 27. <laughs> this is how confusing it can all get. But anyway, the the point is is that they're, the the point of their testing with PCR tests was not to determine what the media was using the outcome to prove. That isn't the purpose of the test, and so they abusively use it. And the Cleveland study was talking about this abuse in another study that they saw, where you're coming to these abusive conclusions based on the data, which is not the purpose of the data. They clearly state that the T-cell memory common with natural immunity may produce the reverse with the mRNA injections, which may contribute to why the SARS-CoV-2 Delta variant is poised for that acquired complete resistance to the wild-type spike vaccine that we saw with the Japanese study, which I'm quoting. The point is, is that T-cell memory you develop when you have go through the natural process because there are several different stages to natural immunity that are bypassed with vaccinations. The same way as antibodies that you produce are way better than the antibodies you swallow or get injected because those antibodies go through a whole process and it makes you have a more robust immune system. I'm not saying never have a vaccine. I'm not saying never uh, take an antibiotic because they can save your life. But even the AMA says you should do this carefully. And finally, uh, we can look at uh, Iceland's natural immunity is the only way they've come to that conclusion. Denmark is going up with this natural immunity. And then I have the foreboding of Carl Sagan, which I doubt I will have time to go into but it's all there on the website at preparingyou.com. Just look up numerous scientists and uh, you will find it. You can also look up refuse and it will tell you what, how and why you have the absolute right to refuse this vaccination. 
But the most important thing, none of this is going to protect you against total economic collapse. And I'm not interested in protecting you against total economic collapse. I'm interested in you repenting and seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness and forming those bonds that connect a free society and strengthen the poor, strengthen the people through a system of faith, hope, and charity rather than force fear and fealty. The people trying to force the vaccinating, you know what spirit is moving them. Now you need to come together with the people that take the time to find out all this information and share it with you that you might live healthy, long, prosperous, fruitful lives. That's what I am trying to get you to do. To, as Spock said, live long, live long and prosper. <laughs> so anyway, uh, despite the sound problems, I hope this, uh, uh, this audio turns out okay, and uh, we'll just have to say peace on your house, and may God be with you. Join us on the network. Become a part of the Living Network. God bless. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www dot his holy church dot net